check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on WeAreCalvin.com. On this week's show, we're going to be looking back over the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship final between Castle Rahan and Cavan Gales. Cavan Gales lifting their 14th Oliver Plunkett title. Um, we're also going to be having a brief look ahead to Shercock and Barry McHugh's maiden voyage into the Ulster Club Championship. We also have news that the National Football League uh, fixtures have been posted today, so we'll be bringing you the venues for Cavan's Division 2 campaign for 2018. Delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor with the Anglo-Celt. Paul, county final, I suppose, to start off with. A disappointment overall? Uh, Not for Cavan Gales. Uh, First of all, we should say, I mean, it doesn't matter how you win it, players are, and teams and managers are putting in so much effort now that it's all about winning the championship and it ju- the end justifies the means and the Gales were the best team they were the best team throughout the championship they were the best team in the final and they're deserving winners and uh, they did kick some very good points in the final but as a spectacle it was the worst county final I've ever been at as a spectacle it was deplorable in terms of there was a poisonous atmosphere on the pitch it's the only way I can describe it um, there was an awful lot of running battles there was an awful lot of cheap shots taken and uh I thought Castleran were disappointed in that they only put up eight points and like one of them was a consolation at the end from Washington Cairn and um mm. I thought their their attacking play was very disappointing. And I thought and it was something that we argued coming up to the final there was a lot of talk about they were playing a more attacking style, but I thought they attacked Mainly coming from me. Well but it was common like and I interviewed Ronan Flanagan and Paul Smith in the build up to it and they Ronan said not really Lukey said yeah we are playing a bit more attacking so like there was a bit there, w- there was that feeling out there but um, the evidence wasn't there on the scoreboard coming into it and I thought their attack really uh, backfired in the final uh, it was very very yeah. poor in the final tour like, and I was sitting beside Mickey Hannon I always make a joke when I'm sitting beside Hannon that I, I always say at the end of the game you can tell me what's after happening because Hannon has an unbelievable football brain like and he he was pointing out to me, you know, things that I wouldn't cop. I never would claim to be a football expert, but he is. And he was pointing out, like, when they were when Castlerahan were attacking and they were hitting a wall of blue jerseys, they were stopping, and there was nobody continuing their run, which meant they needed to go twenty yards further on and keep running. Which meant that if the Gales didn't track the, track their men, there was men free inside. It would have automatically forced the Gales to drop back a bit, and then they were at least were in range where something might happen. As it was, it was going to take a moment of brilliance to break through that Gales defence. Like Rona Flanagan slalom through for a nice run and, and almost created a goal, but otherwise, very few players could break the line. Yeah, the, the funny thing was that the few times that Castrohan did break the line. Paul Lukey should have had a goal realistically and no, that was the one that Flanagan created yeah, should oh have yeah. been a goal yeah. yeah, definitely should have been a goal and then the penalty incident was again hard running going deep at one stage in the first half uh, we were myself and Mickey on, on Northern Sound were commentating that there was there was an ocean of space inside the twenty meter line um, behind the Calvin Gales defence that they had all they were doing essentially a man marking job across the field but it meant that from their 20 metre line out to the far 65 metre line that's where all the bodies were essentially and as you as, as Michael Hannon correctly pointed out a deep run in behind there found on two occasions I seen Daniel Lynch um, in behind the defence and you could see Chesty and Carl Karate 
spotting it from the sideline and running straight and telling Kevin Meehan to relocate as a sweeper sitting in behind that defence in case that that long ghost and run was found. Um, but Castlerath never found it. They never seemed to have their head up to try to find it. They seem to have this idea that, well, we'll do what the dubs do, keep the ball and go side to side. The reason the dubs do it, go side to side, is so that they can create a gap in another area of the field. And once that gap um, opens, they penetrate it. Castleran didn't penetrate it. And yeah. That's probably the disappointing thing. I seen, in fairness, and, and I will say that along the line, I seen the, the Castleran management adamant or very um, animated th- to push forward. You could see the arm movements of Donald Keoghan and Anthony Ford that they were signaling push forward, push forward. But I don't know why or I don't know what happened, whether it was go back into default, they've been in this position so many times that they they just continue to go back into their shell and be cautious when they get to the point. I said it after last year's county final, I said it after the previous year's county final, if Castle Rahan continue to do what they're going to do, they'll continue to get what they've got. And we've just seen more of that and that's the really disappointing thing. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to dance on Castleran's grave. Like I think they're a great team and have been extremely mm. consistent. They're very similar to Mayo in the way that they, they they've come on the scene in the last six years, making finals, making semi finals, beating the champions in the semi final this year. Like the Mayo, they're very very similar to Mayo, and also with Mayo, people always said that that they lacked a bit of firepower. And Castleran in other years didn't. They were the top scorer going into the championship final in other years, but in last year's final in the replay, they only put up seven or eight points. Uh, last mm-hmm. Sunday, same thing. So they probably were like, and I know I, I tipped them, and I tipped them because uh, I I thought that that they'd keep, they'd stop the Gales getting goals, which they did. But I also thought that you know Mackie would chip in with four or five points, including frees and things like that. Which he which he almost always. Even last year, he got five points in the mm-hmm. final off James yeah. McEnroe. Some of them were frees, and a big point near the end in the drawing game last year. He does normally get scores, and I also said that someone is going to have to step up and score. Four points are the equivalent. You know, get one one. Sean Brady could get you one one. Oshin O'Connell and then the Flanagan might get you two points each or a goal. You know, so I thought something like that was going to be needed. It never looked like happening. O'Connell came on. I thought it was a mistake not to start him in hindsight. He came on and looked good and he faded again, but he was brilliant for the, and gave them a bit of a boost. Their best spell was the first five or six minutes of the second half. But I mean, they'd left the five point gap in it and missing the penalty was criminal. Like, um, you know, yeah. anyone can miss a penalty, but it, the outcome of it was disastrous for Castleham because um, if they had got that penalty, they'd have been in front, having played second fiddle for the first twenty minutes, and it was a great position to be in. But look at um, the Gales are already winners, and uh, I, I think it was a substandard championship, but the Gales won it pretty comfortably. So yeah. I think they, they did play to a good level and they've a nice draw in Ulster now so it'd be great for the county if Cavan Guest could go on and get a good run in Ulster. Yeah, definitely would. I suppose we'll, we'll uh, catch up now because after the game I uh, I got a hold of the Cavan Guest manager Jason O'Reilly. Here's what Jason had to say. We're delighted to be joined by Cavan Gill's manager Jason O'Reilly after a victorious uh, senior championship final. Five points difference but you, you were probably the better team all the way through. Yeah, I suppose uh, they missed a penalty in that, and I suppose uh, before that, I thought Shawnee might have got a free just before that, and they came down and got a penalty. Uh, I knew if we wouldn't concede any goals that we'd be there, thereabouts, and that, you know, it's, it's hard coming into the game, and we're supposed to be favourites, and I know we didn't approach it that way, we just wanted to get a performance and that of the players and that, so it was 
it was good to get over the line in the end yeah I suppose there was there was nerves you could see a lot of tension in the game it it, it wasn't the prettiest overall but it, these boys showed that they can win pretty or they can win dirty yeah that's true alright we, we, we were pushed to the pin of a collar again today uh, game could have went I suppose it was after a lot of off the ball and that we knew it was going to be tough and that and uh, like these players stood up we, we knew that we were going to be in with a battle the Castle Rahan weren't coming to let three down in a row you know so here we, we knew all week what was going to happen and in fairness they stood up to the mark yeah they really did and, and stood up to the mark physically got, got into the game the way they needed but the skills came to the fore as well Shawnee Johnson incredible five points one of the scores of the of the championship on the right side there a very tight angle Martin Dunn outside of the left boot Niall Smith some really quality scores yeah so it really, really is uh, you, and be honest uh, on, in a senior final it's great to get them but I see it every day at the week up in Terry Kyle and there's there's five or six other lads that's skillful and that and they probably didn't get playing today and they can ping it from 40, 50 yards from the end line and it's just incredible the talent there is there You can see the, the, the work that's gone in they've gone from last year being in a relegation playoff to now it's an incredible turnaround to win a senior championship from, from that stage of this time last year Yeah I suppose it is here I never approached it like that at all you know they're a good team and they don't come a bad team overnight uh, there was a lot of young fellas there with their first uh, championship and that and a few senior men there too you know and here it takes a lot of hard work to win a senior championship and these boys really buckled down this year and gave it everything they had they were out like I had them three nights a week but they were out five six nights a week themselves you know and uh, that's what it takes to win it yeah, the attitude was right amongst them, I suppose. The attitude now will be to celebrate because it has been three years since Cavan Gales have, have won a county title and I know for a lot of clubs it's not a long time. For a club with tradition like Cavan Gales, it, it, it will be well celebrated. Oh yeah, here they'll be, they'll be celebrating all right, but next weekend uh, we'll regroup and refocus on that and that's what it's all about. And uh, here we'd like to give Ulster a good cho- cho- choice now and here along the way and that you never know you, you get a bit of luck and that you could get a good run in Ulster yeah well congratulations Jason a, a well deserved victory yeah Paul so I suppose to, to look on, on Jason year one coming in everybody knew last year was was a, a blip in Cavan Gales they were never a team that should have been in a relegation playoff but it was almost a, the perfect storm that so many things went wrong for them through injuries through lads away through just maybe poor attitude by some players and and it was a real eye-opener for them but it was never an easy task to come in and turn that in from a relegation playoff to winning the senior championship and Jason has done it absolutely seamlessly yeah no great job all you can do is win the championship like and he won the championship they didn't lose a, lose a game all year yeah league included so that's a phenomenal record like and that's that's uh, they've raised the bar again in Cavan now because there had been a period of flux there for a few years and I remember saying it to you at the time you know and I'd still say it that when the Gales were at their peak you know and this is a very simplistic metaphor, metaphor but the, when the Gales were at their peak you could say they were a 9 out of 10 team most days they went out and the other teams in the county were maybe a 7 you know the, the, the main chasing pack and if they could up their game on a day and the Gales could drop it the, it would be pretty even and it was 50-50 yeah? mm. but most of the time the Gales won and the, the last couple of years I did make this point last year that I didn't feel that any other team had come up to a 9 or close true, yeah. to it I, I just thought the Gales had slipped back into the pack and actually last year they went even below the pack and the Gales were gone out of it but they, I mean they've set the, set the bar the last 15 years in the county and I think this year they showed again so look it, it, it lays down a gauntlet now for the other teams particularly Rammer who looked best placed 
to, to challenge with their age profile and everything else. I think Kingscourt are going to be rebuilding for a while. Um, they're still going to be there or thereabouts, but I don't know if there's another championship in them until they get some more fresh blood into that team. They looked a very tired team mm. in the semi-final. Um, you know, Mullahorn are, are gone out of it anyway, so it'll be at least a year, possibly a couple of years before they get back. Balanya, you know, same thing. don't know if there's another championship in Balanya, really. I think they're probably passed their best as well, as this year showed, and I put a lot of faith in them this year. I think Kiligari, um are coming on strong. Crushlaw, maybe mm-hmm. a year behind Kiligari, but potentially better. Um, but, you know, maybe Gowner are definitely coming back too. I was too. just going to say, you're missing one team yeah. that I think are coming. They're coming, Adi Ariad, without a doubt. Like, But I think there'll be a few years yet. But, you know... Is it the Gales' title to lose for the next couple of years? I think Rammer will be back with a bang next year. And I'm really looking forward to that. It'd be great to see a good rivalry there between two teams. Because this year the Gales had it all their own way. I mean, they just walked on everyone. Like, and it's mm. um, <laughs> uh, literally in the case probably of the final where and the Flanagan got an awful do. And I don't know what happened to him, but he got it. Uh, you could see he got if you look on the info website, there's some close ups of his injuries, and it's pretty bad. Like, I, I thought. Um, I thought Mickey Ling's interview after the game was a little bit in bad taste. Well, we'll what we'll do is we'll we'll go to the Mickey Ling interview here. So delighted to be joined by the victorious Cavan Gales captain Mickey Ling after a, a hell of a battle, a real real physical game of football. But lads stood up to it. Yeah, an excellent game of football. Uh, one team really came to win, play football, and thank God that was us and the showed in the scoreboard. We were the footballing team. Yeah, from the very start, you, you were you were coming out. You could see even before the ball was thrown in, though, that there was there was a certain tension about it, and it was it was nearly inevitable it was going to happen. Yeah, and it boiled over there just after half time. But I've yet to see a winning team to come out and start stuff. But listen, scoreboard tells the story. Can't win games by walking into fellas. Mm. Enough tough men in that cabin gate seemed to not get walked over. Yeah, and young tough men, which is which is a great thing to see because sometimes on a big occasion a lad gets stuck into you. You might not always have the right answer, but they come up with the right answers. Oh, absolutely. Like, listen, we go out and train Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, and we, we get tougher stuff. We get tougher stuff from our six backs than we did today. That's that's nothing new to us. Like, we get it from our defenders. That was nothing we faced today. And while it was it was physical and it was very very tough, there was a few moments of absolute brilliance. Some of the scores from Calvin Gales under severe pressure, Shawnee Martin Dunn and, and Niall Smith coming to the fore. Even Robert Maloney there coming tearing through in the middle in the first half. And that was the thing. It took a couple of good scores. Niall Smith scored two crackers in the first half. Dunny's piece of magic there, at outside left from a tight angle. They're just that's just class. And then Shawnee scored. I think is. He might have got four points in play, did he? Three from play. Three from play, and yeah. there weren't three easy scores. There were three good scores from tight angles. But that's what we have. We had the forwards that can do that. Yeah, it must be sweet. I know Calvin Gales, and, and for a lot of clubs, it seems like it's a you'd call three years a barren spell in Calvin Gales, which is a credit to the club themselves. Yeah. But it, it must be really sweet to have turned it over from where you came last year. Oh, absolutely, from where we were last year in relegation playoff to back to where we felt we can compete. Like last year, we didn't perform. This year we knew if we performed, we're still one of the best teams in the county. And today we prove we are the best team in the county when we do play. Yeah, well deserved. It's an unbelievable year so far. Have to have gone the entire league and championship. We have a league final yet to play against Kings Court, but undefeated. Have you ever experienced that before? I'm fortunate enough, yeah. One of my first three years, I don't think we lost a game in Cavan. 03, 04, 05, I didn't lose too many games. So it's it's a new it's a new feeling for a lot of boys and from where we were two years ago and last year losing league games where we never lost them before. So listen, there's good clubs in Cavan. We got a couple of good tight games that set us up for today. And listen, 
some of them were pint wins and two pint wins wasn't that magnanimous and vital to come through those tight battles looking looking at today and maybe looking a wee bit further ahead there's there's a nice path in an Ulster uh, championship there I think Antrim are down here in two weeks time and then it's the winners of Armagh and Fermanagh in the semi-final you've played an awful lot of Ulster championship with Cavan Gales but I'm sure you'll be looking at this and, and a wee bit of well definitely a lot of ambition but a wee bit of appetite to think that you can you can really make an impact on the championship this year Absolutely, I think we've got a great mix of ability from youngsters to old heads, a bit of strength, speed. Listen, we didn't think about Ulster Club. We're not that arrogant. We had county final on our mind from the 1st of January. We've crossed that hurdle. We'll regroup now, Tuesday or Wednesday night, and we'll set our goals on the winner's answer. I don't know who that is. Yeah, so that was Cavan Gale's captain, Mickey Ling, and you were making the point just before the game that you, you, you felt it just wasn't really in the spirit of the game? Or? It was in the spirit of the game. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. in the spirit of that particular game. But I thought Mickey Mickey Ling um, made a brilliant speech, very articulate, and it was one of the best speeches I've heard in a long time. Without writing it, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all I like, and it did come across very well. He touched the right tone. He said that he he didn't write a speech because in case he would be afraid he wouldn't get air in it. And I thought he spoke very well, and he spoke from the heart, like about Casaran, and he was saying that take take um, inspiration from Mullahorn, who lost three finals in a yeah. row, came back and won in the '06, and. Uh, I thought that was very good and then I heard his interview and I thought you know he, he was settling the scores a little bit and putting Castellan back in their place and I, I can say coming off the field I'm sure there was bad blood and maybe they felt that they got rough treatment off the ball from Castellan but I have to say early and, and no doubt like Castellan were primed to do that like, as all underdogs probably are like that doesn't work against the Gales traditionally and yeah. the great Gales team with Chesty and then the King and all them they, this thing of walking into them rubbish they, they were they, as hard as anyone they come up against physically strong teams Mullahorn and Gown at the time that were literally made of stone oh, and, yeah. and it didn't it didn't flinch those Gales boys and, and in fairness to the Gales boys at the weekend I think it's they've, they've, they've got that bit of steel in them now ah, they have they have like, and they have it on the sideline as well but um I thought I thought a couple of the things he said, where he said that w- the scoreboard tells its own story, and that was, that seemed to be gloating a little bit. And uh, you know, if you're in the Flanagan with three gashes in your face, and you're mm. you're being told, "Oh, we played the football out there," and you you you, you, you might be a little bit sickened that they hear that. But look at is it? And 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 I was making this point to you off air, where we're in, we're in an age now in the GEA where. We we are bored and we're giving out about Jim Gavin and giving out about Stephen Cluxton and, and no personality and no honesty and now we're getting personality and honesty and I think personally this is my opinion on why he was doing it was that the the, the narrative going into that game I heard it from numerous people Castlerahan were going out and they were going to walk into Calvin Gales and really test them and the narrative was that 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 you know we'll we'll bloody show them we'll we'll get stuck into them and wait till you see they'll crumble. And obviously the Gales heard that as well. And I'd say he was just putting down his marker to say, listen, it doesn't work. There's no point in you trying yeah. this. There's no point in you coming out and just trying to walk in. If you're going to beat us, you'll beat us playing football. But you won't beat us by walking into us because we get harder hits than that week in, week out from our six bags in Terry Coyle. And I, I can see his point in doing it, that maybe it was for the greater good. Rather than brush it under the carpet and say, well, look, at should these things happen in county finals and who cares about it? We're still talking about the fact that it was an ugly game. It was marred with incidents throughout the entire game. Now, who was to blame on either well, that's side the thing. Is, is the question. You're making a bit of a straw man argument because you're, you're making the supposition that 
Castron did go out and walk into the gales and all, negative and all that stuff. Like I, I wasn't down at pitch level, and a lot of stuff goes on at pitch level that you can't see from, from where we were sitting. Like mm. there was probably players getting pinched and all that crack that goes on. Like and there was probably variables and everything else. I'm no, I don't doubt there was, but you know I can only say what I saw. Like and in the first ten minutes of the game, in terms of tackling the player on the ball, anyway, I thought the gales were the aggressors. Like the the, the first eight fouls in the game, the gales committed seven of them. Yeah. So so and the other thing was um, Sean Johnson threw a punch and he was standing right in front of the referee. And uh, some people said it was a close fist, some people said it was an open hand, but it doesn't matter. He struck a player there, and that was right in front of the crowd. It was right in front of the referee, and I thought. And I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't other ones that went on around the field. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was. I'm certain there were, but that was just one that I saw, so that I can comment on it. And like the referee had to send them off for that. Mm. And uh, so for for, and I'm sure he, I'm sure he was provoked. Without a doubt, he was provoked. Yeah. But for for his team then to come out and say, oh, you can't walk it, you can't try that with us. Well, you know. well in fairness, I I I'll agree with you on everything that you've said there. The first ten minutes of it. I, I, and I said it to Shani after I do think he was lucky um, to not pick up a, a card for that incident in the first 10 minutes Paul O'Connor probably could have picked up a yellow card Anthony Ford in my opinion should have been sent to the stand in that moment Chesty could have been sent to the stand Donald Kyogen could have been sent to the stand but Donald Kyogen Donald Kyogen hit Chesty in the, in the chest yeah like and it looked like an open like it wasn't a big haymaker of a punch, but he punched him in the chest as he walked past him in front of the whole stand. And he had the, that straight to the stand for that. Yeah, and he, and he also threw water on 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 a Cavan Gales player as well. Now I know it's not that's not a big deal, but Anthony Ford going in onto Paul O'Connor after Paul O'Connor putting the the Castleran player on yeah, his. I arse. didn't I didn't see that now, so I can't comment on that. But I saw Donald Donald hitting chesty like like th- there was an awful lot of that that I think. And and people who listen to the podcast will know that I'm I'm very strong on that. I don't like mentors getting involved with players, especially. I don't think there's a need for that. I think it's it's vital that mentors stay out of that situation. If if players hit players, if players walk into players, that's on inside the white line, and that's that's up to them. They can they can deal with that, and I can take that. But a mentor coming in brings an add-on that well it's a free-for-all for everybody to come in yeah. what, what's the, no, stop the stand ref- getting involved the referee has to has to stamp that out like yeah. and I thought the referee should have been stronger from the start of the game in terms of letting things go like if a fella throws a slap in the, <laughs> you have no choice but to send him off and it doesn't matter what your philosophy on how you interpret the rules now are. I will I will say that I was I was spoken to by uh, the referee's wife uh, the other day I was doing the, the self-review um, out in Mullahorn and he, he he didn't see the incident he says um, I find it I, I don't know how well he was very very close is all I'd say to yeah. it but if he says he didn't see it he didn't see it Fair and, enough, and yeah, he can't he deal did, with it didn't see it but, but there were seven there's there a lot of officials there exactly there was, enough, <laughs> there was a couple of thousand people in the stand because so, everyone was yeah. watching it it was a flashpoint but anyway that that wasn't the, the earlier point sorry just just to go back while you're and I do agree with you Cavan Gales were the aggressors in the first 10 minutes I thought they were physical they were going hard in for the tackle but I thought that they they walked the line right I didn't think there was anything in the first 10 minutes bar that incident down to the right hand side on, on the flaggy bottom end that, that warranted dealing with and I thought that they were basically going out and saying, you think you're going to walk into us, we'll show you. And it was physical, there was freeze, but it wasn't over the line at any point. I thought then after that it got over the line on, on far too many points. Well, there was. I thought at half-time as the players were going down the tunnel, the Casaran were the aggressors. Completely. Yeah, I, I saw that and it looked to me like the Gales, there was a couple of Gales fellas there, wise heads who were trying to get their players down the tunnel and... They knew that they had a five point lead. They didn't want to row or didn't get a, want to get a man sent off. I thought Castleham were the aggressors there, without a doubt. And uh, Mickey Ling did make the point there that 
coming back at the start of the second half, why would the Gales start anything? They were yeah. five points up, and I'd have to I'd have to say that makes sense as well. So I, I, I'm not saying Castro were any angels at all. Like there was it was six of one and half a dozen of the other, mm. in my opinion, from what I saw from where I, where I was sitting. The most important point being though that I I I do think overall the officials let it fester into a game that that was ugly, and I think that that no, I'm not blaming any one official. I know. The, the referee may have the the most control, but he's meant to be helped out, and I don't think he was helped out. Or if he was, if he was told by linesmen or umpires and then didn't act, then it's on the referee. Only only those the officials will know what information was given to the referee. But I thought that early on, a few yellow cards, I, you know, deal with a few early incidents, and we could have had a game of football. But I just didn't think it happened. But look, at it's it's it was never going to be free flowing anyway because Castleman were always going to keep it tight. So it's probably never going to be a great spectacle anyway, but all that stuff um, really is it's ugly like and it's a bad advertisement. It was a very bad advertisement for senior football. Like a lot of the skills on show were very poor. Yeah. Like you had players taking forty fives, not rising them off the ground, you had misplaced passes, you had balloons of shots. Like I've I've watched some some games on air sport and county championships around the country in the last couple of weeks and it's a better standard, like it is a better standard. And That's I know the gra- faraway grass always greener, but you know, the basic skills, like there was a there was a a few players um, on both teams that probably weren't of brilliant standard, like. But there was a couple of outstanding players, and I thought I thought Johnston was brilliant. Yeah, I thought he really, really was brilliant. And I thought Barry Fortune was absolutely excellent. So, yeah. Well, actually, when you mentioned Shawnee Johnson, I caught up with the the man of the match, ten time Oliver Plunkett winning uh, Cavan Gill's player Shawnee Johnston. So delighted to be joined by, I, I suppose it has an unbelievable ring to it, 10-time ten, ten senior championship winner, Shani Johnston, after, after your 10th medal, picking up the man of the match reward as well. It, it was a hell of a battle out there, Shani. Yeah, un- looking unbelievable. We knew, Damien, it was going to be very tough, and I suppose they were coming on the back of two defeats, and they were going to give it everything, and I think from minute one to put everything into it, and they really got stuck in. It was very, I think it was a very physical game, and we're delighted we kind of got that bit of a gap in the first half, and we were always able to just keep that bit of a bit of a gap between the two teams and look we're delighted to get over the line Yeah, you, you mentioned physical and it really was probably the most physical county final I've seen in an awful long time but people people look and, and they say about Calvin Gales that maybe the younger lads that they weren't fit to stand up in the past geez they stood up today well I, I don't know who said that now but uh, I never had any question marks over them anyway you know all year they've been putting in and look it's it's unbelievable for us I think we've gone through league and championship undefeated this year and um, those young lads are, are, are uh, starting out on a, on a hopefully a very successful path for them for the next maybe five six years who knows what's ahead of them I suppose it's in their hands but we're just delighted to get a group of lads coming together this year that really were united and we were, I suppose, you know, delighted after where we came from last year, being in a relegation final and nearly dropping down a grade to being back with, uh, lifting Oliver, Cup, Oliver Plunkett again. I suppose just even to, to bring on that point, like being in a relegation playoff to, to winning the, the the championship in the space of 12 months, what has it taken? Uh, look... <laughs> I don't think it's any uh, we have good footballers you know we have good footballers last year we were poor we didn't play well I suppose we we lost a lot of games maybe by a point or two and maybe we all had to I know you had said it to me earlier in the week you we all had to go and take a long hard look at ourselves and, and we and we did that and um, you know this year we really knuckled down from minute one and we got a few wins under our belt in the league which give us confidence and I suppose look we know we have good footballers and when we match other teams for effort sometimes our quality will get us over the line and I think I suppose that's what happened today yeah. Speaking of quality a few of your scores will the one particularly from the right hand side very tight angle in the second half under pressure it was a good move by Calvin Gills really good 
counter-attack, but the finish was was sublime. But Martin Dunn showed he can do the same as did Niall Smith. I yeah, I think you know Smithy was really good there today. And um, look, Martin Dunn is the best feet, some of the best feet I've ever seen. If you give him a ball, you know he can put it over from anywhere. So we're, look, we're blessed. We have a few good, very very good footballers and very good forwards. And I think teams that have scoring forwards, I suppose, always have a chance. And but what was very good for us today was around the middle of the field in our half back mm-hmm. line really drove forward. And I look, people question whether we'd be as hungry as Casaran. I think you know anyone who's at the game today, you know, got their answer in spades. Yeah, there'll be there'll be great celebrations. You've seen them out in the field already. There'll be a, a few days of maybe celebrating. But looking ahead, there's a nice path in Ulster. Is there the hunger and the appetite to to progress? What's the path in Ulster? Uh, first round, I think, is Antrim at home here. All right, OK. Look, we, that, that'll tell you where our heads are at. We were just mad to get back, and we knew we had a real tough game ahead of us. And um, Look, we'll regroup. We'll really enjoy this. I know how hard these are, these things are to win. And, you know, we've gone since having been back in the final since 14 there, and it looked like, we, you know, maybe that was it for me in terms of finals. And, uh, look, we're just delighted to be back. Well, we're delighted to see you picking up that, that Man of the Match award, Shani. You're delighted to get that 10th medal. It's an unbelievable achievement. Well done. Yeah, thank you very much, Damien. Thank you. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems, and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, Check out RomarEnergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. Looking for somewhere for a post-match point? To catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town? The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. I suppose to bring it to the positive on it, you I think you wrote in the cell that it was the or was it in the programme that it's the first time since maybe the nineteen thirties or so when Corn of Fane were just dominating championships that a, that a player has won ten senior championship medals. It's a phenomenal achievement. Oh, it's it's a, it's an incredible achievement. Now there have been players who who have won nine on the field of play, the same as Jelly. Like he 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 has won nine. He didn't play the first year at all. That's right. But to win to win ten, he was part of the panel the first year. So to win ten is incredible. Even to win nine is incredible. Mickey Ling now has nine. I think Chesty had nine has nine as well. Yeah, yeah. So I like it's it's an incredible. Karate might have an, and Cormac Nelligan, I think. Now maybe I'm yeah, wrong. But possibly, yeah. So it's it's an incredible achievement, like unbelievable, and has played a lot of played very well in a lot of big games. Like I, I know he got, I think he was man of the match in the final against Ghana a few years ago when he came back from America for the summer. That's right. Like he has played well in a lot of the big games as well. But I never saw him as fired up as he was last Sunday. I'll tell you what was very impressive while they. I thought his first score was really impressive because he you could see that he was getting a lot of attention. You could see he was maybe giving back a bit of attention as well. But it, it looked like, I remember before he got his first score thinking, you know, his head's not going to be on, on getting ball and putting it over the bar. He's worried about where's the man, where's the next hit going to come from or who am I going to be able to hit, whatever the case may be. But I thought his first score where they... they they worked him into a pocket where he could just get the shot over the left shoulder with the right foot. It was a really good score, and I thought that settled him into that 
he showed that right well you can hit me all you want as well and 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 I can get involved in the 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 dark arts of the game here but I'll still score me five points which I I thought was impressive in fact. Ah yeah no definitely was like he he kicked one point from the right corner and his in the second accuracy half. was absolutely astonishing. Yeah. I wouldn't have given him a man of the match because I thought he I thought he got involved in a lot of stuff like and at one stage turning around and he let a big roar up to the to the stand and raised the arms in the air. You know that that was half as much buying up his own crowd as it was rubbing it into the other crowd I thought and I don't know that, that, that's that's a little bit of gamesmanship like but um, I, I thought uh, I, I thought uh, you know I didn't think they would have won the game without him put it like that and he was the outstanding player in the championship I think I think he would be deserving of the Cavan player of the year in the senior championship without a doubt but I thought on the day I would have given it to Barry Fortune but Johnson was definitely very close to it and I know Mickey mm-hmm. Hannon tipped Barry Fortune for the man of the match as well uh, but it, but it was voted for by a fa- panel of four or five five I think. In mm-hmm. the, in the well, I know on on the Northern Sound end of it, both myself and Mickey picked Shawnee Johnson. That ah, while, he was, he was while I thought he well, I thought Barry Fortune had had a good game. Um, by the same level, I thought he could have picked up a card before he got the black card. A couple of times where I, th- I can't remember what Castleham player had a, maybe a late little knock at Luke and Barry came in and got involved. And I I, I thought there was no need for that in his game. Um, but he had a very very good. Uh, game. There was a lot I of there was a Robert few good Darum, His yeah. first half performance I thought was yeah. Brilliant. That's the best I've seen him playing in a long time. I thought, yeah. he was great. I thought Levi Murphy was brilliant. Yeah, solid. Uh, and and Niall Smith's two points in the first half I thought were really excellent. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, there were, there were the better performances around the cast around him. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not just trying to criticise Johnson. Like I'm. I'm saying here now he should be Player of the Year mm. uh, without a doubt. Like I think I think he scored something. Don't have it in front of me, but he was far and away the highest score for the Gales from play in the in the championship. Far and away, mm. so like they wouldn't have won the championship without him. Yeah, I'd say he was probably the highest scorer in the entire championships from open play. Um, so I remember looking at it before. So you probably well, no doubt in the junior, like he likes of Ryan O'Neill was scoring two ten and two eleven in games against Maher and yeah. things like that. So possibly not in the entire championship, but definitely in the senior championship. Yeah, so yeah. good, which good is, going, like which is the marquee championship of all. Uh, I suppose very quickly looking ahead to um, Shercock are in the. Ulster Intermediate Preliminary Round it's Newbridge from Derry coming down to face them in Kingspan Breffney on Sunday afternoon they're managed by uh, Paddy Bradley and he was at the Intermediate Final a few weeks ago so Newbridge you've done a wee bit of homework on them yeah they're very strong they're very strong from what I've been told from talking to a couple of the reporters up in Derry um, they would see themselves as a senior club but Shercock wouldn't with all mm. due respect they yep. haven't been senior in a long time and Shercock are a team that has come up the hard way through junior and intermediate and deserving of the place in senior ranks now but Newbridge would be a team that for the longest time they were senior and they sort of slipped down and they've been working very hard underage and they've a very strong outfit seemingly they've got a couple of Derry Miners that are on the bench for them and like they were in the All-Ireland Minor final this year so they're, they're a very strong outfit and the fact that Paddy Bradley came there now the funny thing was I heard that Paddy Bradley made the comment to someone that, that they were playing Ballyhays they were going to be playing Ballyhays and Ballyhays were really strong in intermediate, that's so right, that, that's funny. Like, but he was probably just looking at the odds on Paddy Power or whatever, and had probably talking to people about Bally Hayes. But Sherkov beat Bally Hayes fair and square in the final, so Sherkov could air on merit. And I think again, like the final, a lot of that's going to come down to Niall Clark, and like he's been an absolute revelation in the last three or four games. So if he, if he can keep up that kind of form, uh, and Killian Clark and Brian Sankey and these lads and Damian McIntyre can play to the level mm. they've been playing at, like the home advantage. Remember the great shout, but I do think that. From what I'm hearing, it sounds like Newbridge are strong, very strong. In the other game, I think Bally McHugh have a good chance, from what I heard. Now, 
uh, they're playing Patrick Sarsfield from Belfast, small club, sort of sandwiched in between Rossa and St Paul's and St John's, and all very little space there in West Belfast. Yeah. And they're they're more of a Horland club. They were in the Ulster Intermediate Horland last right. week and lost to Lavi from Derry. So um, I'd imagine Bally McHugh were in with a great chance. That said, um, I remember John Goon in the Intermediate got an awful trimming from an Antrim team a few years ago. So Antrim do do put on a good club sides, but I think. You know, I've never saw them play, so it's a bit of a stab in the dark. But from the information I've got, I'd imagine Bally McHugh should be right there. Now, I didn't hear is Liam Buchanan cleared to play or not. Well, I know that there was an appeal. Yeah, there was an appeal to be heard the other night. The, the rumor that I heard and haven't had it confirmed by anybody is that the that the appeal was successful. Okay, well that's, that's good. That's what I've heard. So um, now we look at as we go on Friday afternoon here, go there. It's um, that that's the way I've heard it, but it hasn't been confirmed by anybody. I, I did try to get in contact with somebody from the county board to see could we confirm it, but it hasn't been confirmed as yet. So, but Liam Buchanan, if available, will be a massive plus too. Ah, yeah. to that ah, level. Go, goes without saying, like great, great. Um Great footballer, like I was delighted to see him get his, his his medal, and I know he listens to the podcast as well. So, fair play to you, Liam. Keep listening to the podcast. As yeah, well. I think keep a, few, a few of the the McHugh boys listen to the podcast while they're in the gym. Apparently, while they're <laughs> I think they listen to it in groups in the gym. <laughs> yeah. that, that Stephen Baxter reckons isn't happening. There's at not all. enough podcasts to keep those boys going in the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd have to do a marathon. Look at the very very best of luck to McHugh and to Shercock this weekend. The McHugh game will be live on weareulster.com. It'll still be the listen live page on 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 We Are Calvin. Um, you can tune into that, and so will the the Shercock game on the listen live page on on We Are Calvin's website. But it's through our We Are Ulster stream, so that our our neighbours in the north, Derry and Antrim, can can listen in as well. Um, we have the the fixtures for Cavan's National Football League Division Two campaign uh, for next year, Paul. And there's there's a couple of long journeys, which means we're going to have to stay over. I think in a couple of spots. Uh, yeah, and you know what? It's just such a disappointment. I was googling it. There's pubs in those places too. I know. That's, that's, I the, know. that's the killer. That's, Jesus, that's I the don't killer. know. I don't know how we'd have to avoid them. But can you give us the 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 home and aways at least? I can. Um, Okay, so first up, Cavan in the first round in Division 2 of the league on the 28th of January, which is early this year, obviously. Cavan are away to Clare. Yes. Away to Clare. That's, that's, a, that's a night out. Uh, the, sec- the second round, we're home to Loud. <laughs> we yes. have to stay in the night before. <laughs> that's a night out. Um, third, third round, we're home to Mead. Fourth round, we're going to Cork. And that's yes. that's played on the twenty fifth of February. I can't wait to see Parky Cueva, I have to say. Uh, I'm oh, really yeah. looking forward to it. That'll be a good trip. And, and apparently there's pubs around somewhere. We might have a point. Uh, then we have Cavan at home to Down. Uh, Good draw on the fourth of March. Uh, away to Roscommon again. We always seem to go to Roscommon. Yeah, I'm sick of going yeah. to Roscommon at this stage. And it's not far enough that you can stay away. Well, it's a, sorry, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday game. Okay. Okay, and then the the final round is at home to Tip. At home to Tip, and that's on the twenty fifth of March. So and that's revenge. Yeah. So the the Roscommon game is. Oh, so, sorry, the final round. Round six is Roscommon game is on the day after St Patrick's Day. Round six. So who's round seven? And round seven then is Tipperary at home Tipperary the following week. So okay, Paddy's Paddy's weekend in Roscommon maybe. Paddy's weekend in Roscommon. Yeah, should be very very interesting. Um, yeah, it's a uh, look at it's it's going to be a tough tough ask. But a couple of couple of the games away to Cork as a fixture, it's exciting because people will, will definitely make a weekend out of that one. But it's not an easy one going down to Cork. To, to try and pick up results there like there's a few really difficult games there but there's a few there's none that you're going into saying there's not a chance of us winning I know no like I think that's Cavan's level like every every one of those games Cavan could win or lose them 
Yeah. You know, that, that, that's the level Cavan are at there at the minute. Like they're in the top uh, eight from nine to sixteen bracket. I think that's about right. Like like the last time Cavan were in Division Two, I remember reading in the Irish Examiner the preview and they were tipped to go down, and they actually went up um, and played in the league final. So that's that's the division for you. There's nothing in it. Yeah. So you know Cavan could come up or Cavan could go down. Who knows? Like, we won't know until the thing actually throws in. Definitely could, definitely could. We'll look at that's all we've time for on uh, this week's McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Don't forget to tune in on Sunday from twelve forty-five. I think it's the first game. The Ballymacu, um, Ballymacu taking on uh, Sarsfields in uh, in Kingspan Breffney, and then the second game's at two thirty with Shercock taking on Newbridge of Derry. Um, that's live on, on We Are Ulster but through the Listen Live page on We Are Cavan don't forget to check out all our other podcasts if you're on the Mead board or Mickey Brennan is bringing you the podcast We Are Mead and on the Offaly side we have Kevin Egan bringing you the We Are Offaly podcast um, and of course the We Are Ulster podcast is out each week this week coming we're going to have Carlo coach but um, I suppose Ulster and down stalwart uh, Stephen Poacher he's uh, he's joining us on the podcast next week and on the We Are Handball podcast podcast Paul it's um it's out today I think or out yesterday you have my mind's gone blank Nash Jim and Nash Jim and, and Nash. Martin Mulcairns and a tribute to David Chapman as well who died during unbelievable, the week unbelievable story there but a really good podcast there um, as well so thanks a million for tuning in to the We Are Cavan podcast brought to you by McAvoy Super Value in Virginia Kieran Callahan Electrical shine a light on your future check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43 30